Hey friends, and welcome back to the Millennial Crisis Podcast. It's Demi here, and this week I have an incredible chat for you. I got loose from Shit You Should Care About, which is an incredible Instagram account. If you're not already familiar with them, definitely check them out. Literally on Instagram, Shit You Should Care About. Or even have a listen to their podcast, The Shit Show. Essentially, they're a curated media outlet that just brings you news from all around the world and just helps you give a shit about the news. It is super digestible and I know it helped me not only discover heaps of other accounts, but also to learn about different causes that are super important without making me feel like an idiot. (laughs) Anyways, I'm not going to chat too much. I'm just going to jump straight into my chat with Luce from Shit You Should Care About. The Millennial, the Millennial Me. This is The Millennial Crisis by Demi Kotsouris, Wi-Fi not included. Thank you so much for joining me, Luce. I'm actually so excited to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thanks. I'm really flattered that you asked me to come on. I'm pumped. Some people won't even know who I'm talking to right now. So would you mind by starting with your name, age, and what you do? My name is Lucy Blackiston, but I'm pretty much just known as Luce. I'm 22, and I am one of the three founders of Shit You Should Care About, which is an Instagram page and a website and a podcast. It's basically like a media curation and creation company. I was just saying before how I use your account as a case study because I love how you guys create that that one line which literally tells people what it is and I guess Mm -hmm. do you want to share what that one line is that you have on your insta bio? Helping you give a shit so it's very open you know having the word shit in all of our branding and and like our entire being who who shit you should care about is pretty much means that you can tell there's no parameters. It's very just say it as you see it kind of thing. Yeah, which is amazing. And was that difficult, like coming up with the name, was that something that you had thought about? Like, I'm assuming it was like a conscious decision to put shit in, but was it, did you hesitate at all when you first thought about it? I actually didn't. I, cause I so I started this with Rubes and Liv, my two best mates. And when I text them about wanting to start Shit You Should Care About, I pretty much knew instantly that that's what I wanted it to be called. And Ruby and Liv are just like me. We didn't even think twice about having a swear word in there. It's just, it's very us. And the whole brand is very reflective of us. So of course the name is. And I think it's really reflective of kind of everyone. Like everyone uses the word shit, but they don't often see it reflected in the media. For sure. Yeah. So let's dive into a little bit about how you started it. So how old were you when you sent that text to Ruse and Liv? Oh, God. Uh, it would have been just before my 20th birthday. So it was in September. Yeah, I would have been 19. So Crazy. we started it in 2018. That's insane. I'm literally so like envious and I think it's one of the reasons why when I first we had our initial chat I was like oh my god these girls are so 
cool because at 18, like <laughs> at 19, I was worrying about what I was going to wear to like the bar on the weekend and like <laughs> oh, we were how I could just, about I know, I know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, that I think it's a, it's a real testament to the information we have access to now can do. Mm-hmm. Where did it all start? Why did you want to begin Shit You Should Care About? Started, I was writing for a publication that kind of was putting heaps of parameters on the stuff that I could write, which made me kind of think, like, I actually like the stuff that I write and I would like to be able to have a platform to share it without the usual parameters of the media. And so that's what got me thinking about, well, obviously to do this, I'm going to have to start my own platform because I can't see anything out there that will let me do that. And then another huge thing for all three of us, me, Ruby and Liv, was that we love understanding things and understanding the news. And at the time of starting Shit You Should Care About, the news did not feel accessible. It felt really hard to understand and like not broken down at all. It felt like you had to have a degree to understand a lot of what was happening in the world. So we kind of thought, look, we want to make a platform that just makes it accessible for everyone. From the family perspective, the way that you guys grew up, were your was your family really into the news? Did they have a lot of strong opinions about different things? Or was it just something that when you got to kind of university, you started seeing all of these issues start arising? It's, it's like that classic tweet that's like, your parents will encourage you to go to university or whatever and then be shocked when you come back such a liberal or so like opinionated (laughs) you know what I mean so our my family would definitely always say that I was engaged and opinionated in the news but it wasn't a huge thing in all three of our families and we get asked this a lot like do we come from really political families or whatever no we don't we just I guess have always been engaged and then we went and all three of us studied um, media studies and then me and Ruby did international relations hence why we love the news and then Liv went and did psychology hence why we also love figuring out how people work and caring about mental health and shit like that. I'm really glad low-key that you said that because I think the assumption is especially for a lot of us and a lot of the millennials I speak to is um, there's this kind of perception that the people that succeed or the people that are able to do these things is because they have, they grew up with it or they had their parents mm. who started feeding them those opinions. And yes. for someone who, again, I came from, I wouldn't say really conservative, but quite a conservative background. And my parents mm-hmm. thought life was supposed to go a certain way. And then mm-hmm. for me, once I started going out into the real world and you start exposing yourself to different kinds of things, you start creating these, you start seeing different flaws and seeing how other people, like how you can slowly help shape other people's opinions and that it is really is possible to do. Oh, a hundred percent. Like our families are all, they're amazing uh, families and they're so supportive and they've never pushed us one way or the other, but there's, yeah, there's definitely things that we argue on, which does really help like us figure out things that we do care about versus things that seem irrelevant to us now, like things that our parents really give a shit about that young people are kind of like, actually, no, you should see the structures that have put that in place. Like it's so problematic or, you know, it is, it's helpful to have that 
kind of backboard sometimes to practice your arguments on with your family. Yeah, for sure. Having places like your Instagram account is so crucial for us to be able to arm ourselves and understand things better because a lot of the time we feel too overwhelmed by it. And and then when these situations do arise at home, we feel like we don't have enough knowledge or understanding to be able to contribute. And especially right now when we're right in the midst of obviously the Black Lives Matter movement and people are constantly coming to us asking how they can approach their families or their workmates and a big part of it for us that we've had to learn, obviously we're three Pakiha Kiwi women, um, is understanding your privilege, where it came from. And then it's really hard, but it's really important to try and make the person that you're trying to make understand, not necessarily argue with, but understand why they think the way they think. Mm. And it's super hard thing to do, but it's a really non-combative way of, um, I guess, arguing with someone or trying to prove your point is just at least trying to break it down to say, like, you think this way because you've been allowed to Mm. over so many years. But yeah, I think with Shit You Should Care About, we really do try to help people start those conversations because they can be really fucking hard. They are hard conversations. Yeah. And I think that's why having shit in the title does also (laughs) make make it easier. That's what we love because I think people can tell that this is not a highbrow media account, (laughs) nor is it a lowbrow media account. It's like, we're just for everyone. We're just normal people. Normal people have huge amounts of diversity in their own thinking. It's You don't constantly just want to watch the opera or you don't constantly just want to watch (laughs) The Bachelor. Like we kind of go from one end to the other and, and it's just who we are. It's our tone of voice. And yeah, people, I think, yeah, you're right. People do relate to that, which... It's been amazing for us because now we have a fantastic community of like-minded people. Just for a bit of transparency, when you guys are reading shit you should care about in terms of the Instagram, that's my voice right now that you're hearing in your ears. That's the voice that you're reading through the captions. And so we just, I just make sure to only post things that legitimately speak to me because if they're speaking to me, and I know you guys are connecting with what I'm posting, then I know to go with my gut. And obviously I always fact check and I, there's just, there's no room for us to be getting shit wrong mm. anymore. But I think another really important part of what we do is that we never say that we're experts. We're helping deliver the news and break it down. But that's why we can be across so many things is because one, we just break down, break down the parts that we can understand and we know that you guys will understand and then luckily for us our community is full of experts so we have ruby who will organize all of our guest submissions for our website which are like the long form version of the news we break down and we have people from all across the world who are fantastic and so smart and they can write they can fill our gaps and teach us and yeah it's a it's a really nice transaction i think between us and everyone that follows us I read one of your blogs that was a really useful resource and it broke down different news outlets and how, Mm -hmm. which ones you can follow and which ones you shouldn't follow. So how do you kind of consume your news? Definitely try and find, first of all, find news sources that speak in a language that you 
relate to. So like I love Vox because they really explain the news in long form and that's obviously what we love doing as well. But then also you need to find news that you wouldn't usually read. So you're not just echoing what you already think. You know, you need to look at things like places like Al Jazeera that's going to post more on Middle Eastern issues or things that you wouldn't usually be subject to in your daily news feeds on Twitter or Facebook. So try try and challenge yourself. And a good place to start is actually coming to our Instagram story every morning because we grab news from all over the place to help you, you know, get a really good range of news. And then in terms of consumption and making sure you're looking after your mental health, it is okay to take breaks from the news and I'm really lucky because Ruby who's also a massive news junkie she will do the news every other day so we take turns it's not we're always reading it but like every morning when we post it on the stories we have alternate days of having to kind of analyze it so it gives each of our brains a bit of a break from having to be constantly scrolling and then there's also just things like you can curate your Twitter feed to have an amazing mixture of news and of like people on Twitter are so fucking funny I wish I had their brains and it gives such a nice break to the doom and gloom that is so often the news um and then we do that on Cisco as well you'll see on our actual feed we have like hilarious tweets that are also topical like topical memes Mm -hmm. and then we have like hard-hitting pieces that people have written for our website so yeah it really is just making sure that you're looking after your mental health whatever way you know how while you're reading the news, but also making sure you're across more than just what your newsfeed gives you on Facebook or wherever you're getting your news at the moment. For sure. And I think some people listening might might already be there. They might already be following you. They might already <laughs> be opening themselves up. But there might be other people listening now that might have no idea that might feel like it's a lot to deal with. Okay. To not have known things, but now want to start educating yourself on things. Oh, I know I have asked a lot. Me too. I remember my first time I went to vote, I didn't vote at all because I was like, I had this mentality that no one can help us. The world's shit, you know? And then when I started (laughs) educating myself on it, I was like, Oh, okay you know I can make a difference with my vote yeah yeah Yeah. what are some of your suggestions you would have for people who are feeling really overwhelmed right now you do not have to be an expert on everything you can find one thing that you really give a shit about and you can just you know you can read about that like yeah obviously you have to have a little bit of knowledge about other things going on in the world to give you context but if you're really interested in the environment don't force yourself to go and read up about foreign policy. Like if you find things that you enjoy learning about and want to kind of take action about as well. For sure. It's one of the things I I speak about a lot in the podcast about finding purpose in in your workplace, right? Finding purpose in the work you Mm -hmm. do. And as the podcast gone on and the more conversations I've had, sometimes I think, our workplace doesn't have to be where we have our purpose. And if we find something outside of work that we're really passionate about, our reasons for working could be to be able to fund that, could be able to yeah. 
spend more time exactly. doing that and things like that. And I think that's really incredible today that we do have the ability to be able to do that. Definitely. No, I love that, that your work, even if it's not what you feel like you're put on the planet to do, if it can help you fund what you are really, you know, finding purpose and then go and do it. Those people who are on the next level, let's say, so they've already started looking at the news and they're starting to see the things that people around them are saying that because they follow one type of media, you can see Mm -hmm. that their opinions are really swayed in one direction. What do you think is a small way that they can start slowly making an impact with whatever area of the news they are giving a shit about? Mm, That's a really good question. I think the first the first piece of advice I would give is just to really go with your gut and be brave. So if you, I all, I constantly think about when I was at high school and like, if someone was getting bullied, I I would never be doing the bullying, but sometimes I would be kind of complicit and just like, you know, little things see, but you know how in high school you'd never want to stand up or stand out whatever but I think just being brave if you believe in something speak up about it we are seeing it a lot more with young people but it's like also knowing and this is probably not the best thing to say but knowing that it's okay to question authority Mm -hmm. so we're seeing it right now and obviously the calls to defund or abolish the police who are meant to serve and protect us but it's okay to question if they're still doing that right it's okay to question your parents if you think that who they're voting for is outdated or you just want to know why it's okay to question your teachers because they're the ones that are actually you know they're teaching you if you're in a history lesson they're choosing what to teach you so it's okay to ask them why 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 are you teaching me this or can we learn about this Mm. so i think yeah just being brave questioning authority where it's necessary definitely where it's necessary and that's something that i wish that i'd done sometimes i look back on high school and think why did i just believe like literally (laughs) why did i just believe everything i was getting told i think that's some really awesome advice because i know i would have appreciated your account a lot when I was in high school because I know some of the things that I used to do and say then I I just think oh god (laughs) yeah Yeah, we get a lot of um teachers actually messaging us saying I have you know taught this in my class or this is a great resource do you mind if I show it to my class and and then we had a teacher the other day um send us a video of her speaking to her class of five-year-olds talking about racism or saying you know do we all have eyes and the kids would be like yes do we all have noses yes and then you know showing that our differences we have way less differences than what we have that are the same and I just me and Ruby just kind of like teared up because we were like this is amazing that people are looking at what we're posting and incorporating it into their teaching fucking schedules which (laughs) is then gonna help shape the minds of these amazing young people so yeah no yeah there is a yeah. change but there is change yeah well. I, I, I that is that's incredible I can't I'm, I'm sure those messages are what continues to drive you even when things do get really tough yeah I 
I, because it is like, like I said, the reason I reached out was because your account had such an impact on me learning about the news and then finding mm. more accounts to follow when it was a real ease of, of graduating to, to the next level of wokeness or whatever you want to say. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're a product of our environments and we can't change that, but we can change what we do moving forward. We can't underestimate the, the power we have. We just have to kind of help boost ourselves and, and yeah. give ourselves the confidence to, to do that and stand up. If parents were listening right now and they themselves don't know how to talk about current events or how they can help their, their children learn better or arm them, Mm -hmm. if they are in school systems or different things like that, just as the teachers did, do you have any places that you would suggest them to look at? Yeah, I found a, if they were on Instagram, parents, you should make an Instagram just so you can follow this page. It's called The Conscious Kid. And I only just found it the other day, but I don't know, I would direct them there because they're posting amazing stuff on, you know, raising your children to be conscious pretty much exactly what's in the name also I just encourage them to like really listen to your kids and their friends and the conversations they're having because kids are really smart they also have way less bias ingrained in them like you know at that really young age they just take everything for face value which is kind of amazing so you know like just listen to your kids and also respect what they have to say, even if you disagree, I think, because to a kid or young adult that's kind of trying to figure out their place in the world and what they believe in, parents are very influential. So listen to them, hear them out, and don't try and put your views onto them. Just let them kind of figure it out for themselves, I'd say. And yeah. get on Twitter, make a Twitter, make a Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think just as we learn things from our parents our parents should be learning things from us and I think mm. it's it's really nice that that we can educate our parents and have an impact in in our homes in in a lot of ways and it's annoying being told like you know it's baby steps it's like small movements <laughs> to get systemic change like it's a, it is annoying especially when we're in a generation that loves instant gratification mm. I definitely find it annoying knowing that you know we just we have to make small movements to have a big impact in the future but it really is true as annoying as it is like just small changes small conversations they all matter for sure now I want to I want to talk a little bit about we, we spoke about the account itself but I want to talk more about the three of you and how all of you deal with the pressure of delivering this news and and seeing that feedback all the time the pressure that you must feel to to keep it up and keep up with the high demand of the amount mm. of content volume you you put out and not reaching a place of burnout you know yeah that's it's complicated <laughs> but we me ruby and liv have grown up talking about mental health our whole lives like it's something that we've really valued always and so we because we're best friends anyway we keep each other super grounded like Liv is our 
designer. She's an incredible artist. She is like our in-house therapist. And she, I haven't mentioned her that much because at the moment she has heaps of uni on. So she's in like, what well, at Cisco we call it like a lean out period. So she's <laughs> focusing on her mental health and her uni while me and Rubes are manning the fort over on the accounts and in the emails and shit like that. So we're very conscious of looking after each other like that. And then I think because we so heavily advocate for mental health and well-being, we really do hold ourselves accountable to having those check-ins with each other. Um, I switch my phone off like during the day, like I'll do the news in the morning, find some content in the morning, switch it off during the day a lot of the time and then put it back on when I'm relaxing at night, like taking, making boundaries for ourselves. And yeah, just a massive thing for us is just talking or with Ruby, she's amazing with me because I'm obviously answering the DMs for a lot of the morning sometimes. And I'll get one bad one and I'll be like, you know, you you get down about it because it's like someone's attacking you and you're what you're just coming from a place of good. That's the biggest thing for us is like everything we do is coming from a place of good. And so, and Ruby will just say to me, Lucy, you've just read me out like 10 nice DMs so don't get hung up on this one kind of thing so yeah it's the environment that we've built around ourselves that really helps us um, to avoid burnout and to avoid getting hung up on the shitty trolls that are out there (laughs) that's incredible the 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 reason I asked as well was because I had a deep dive into into your comments, which which is all I can see. I don't even get to see the DMs, which I'm sure can get mm-hmm. a lot crazier, right? And there was something perhaps that you you guys had posted, and uh, maybe some people weren't happy with it or something like that. And and your comment reply back was, "Thank you so much for like the feedback. We've taken another look at this and understand." you know, where you're coming from. Um, we've removed it now, you know, and all those things. And I, I thought about mm-hmm. that and I thought you get people that are, are trolled, but from the, about their looks and all of these other things. But when you've already got the pressure of, of curating this feed that has such an <laughs> impact on people, and then you have someone telling you that something you've done might be wrong, something like that, I think would, would, crush me for a couple of weeks I'm just so in awe of your ability to be able to do that and and the support system that the three of you have yeah I want to say a couple things about that so I now so we've just experienced um, like a week or two of insane growth that we're not used to and I'm not used to so I'm having to put new kind of parameters on myself and how much time I spend on the internet and obviously we're posting things that are controversial to some people and so the comments can get really ugly but I never want to delete meaningful conversations so I won't um you know remove comments that are questioning us because a lot of the time it creates good conversations a lot of the time it doesn't as well and if there's trolling I'll see to that but at the moment I've actually been staying well away from the comments because they can get really toxic and Ruby and Liv both trust what I'm posting. I trust what I'm posting and all that going into the comment section does is 
make me not back myself. Like every time I read comments like that, you know, you get that horrible sinking feeling like you've just sent a text to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but 400,000 people can see the text. So I've really limited my time in the comments. Another thing that we're huge on is transparency. So we will always admit if we've done something wrong and we've learned from it and we'll always just do better. We won't even try to do better. We will actually just do better if we know that we've done wrong. And so we will always kind of come clean. But in saying that, we don't want other people curating what we post and what we think. So only on the odd occasion, like when you just read out the example of when I took something down, I left, it was um, a image of George Floyd's situation with the policeman kneeling on his neck, but it was someone that had drawn a Simpsons cartoon of it. And we really love the Simpsons and we love satire and cartoons as a form of activism. Mm -hmm. And so we left it up there for, you know, a week, but then after that week, people were taking their discontent for that comment into our other photos and we didn't want it to be a theme running through all of our posts discrediting all of them from then so then I went and I did read all the comments and I thought look it's you know it's as much as I still believe that this is okay if it's hurting or offending other people then I can't justify leaving it there so in that instance I took it down but yeah most of the time we are very we trust our gut we know we've done our research. If we put something up, we're sure that it should be there. But yeah, in that case, I just, you know, if yeah. it hurts someone, it shouldn't be up there. But yeah, like now I am, I don't have the time or the mental capacity to get in those comment sections because for every, even for every 10 nice comments, you're only going to look at the troll that has one follower or zero <laughs> followers or someone someone made an account called shit that's actually facts just to troll us like oh it's just gosh. petty so do like I just stay I just stay away from them now because yeah. if the followers are still going up and we're still getting really nice dms and we know that we're doing it right you know what I mean and I would hate for things to get so much or for you guys to question yourselves to a point mm. all of the good work to stop and people that have good things to say are way less likely to message you than people that have a bone to pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there'll be so many more nice things that come from it than just a couple of trolls. But we never want to have to, like, restrict our comments or disable them or anything because mm. that's just not – we're not about that either. We want to have conversations. So it's all just figuring it out, isn't it? It's a millennial crisis in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the the funny thing is when I was in your comments, the community you guys have is actually incredible as well. Like people, people fight for, for you too. And I think that's really beautiful to see as well it that, is. that you've got, you know, as you grow, sure. I'm sure a lot of the negativity will grow, but also your community just gets stronger and stronger. And I think that's really nice. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to ask for people listening and hearing that and thinking, oh my God, I never actually thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. These are just three young girls that are trying to make an impact. What are some tiny things that, that we can do to, to help support you and make sure that you don't stop. Yeah. What are some ways that, that we can help support you 
in continuing. Definitely when you guys are in the comments backing us up for the stuff that you love to see, that makes my heart so happy because, you know, sometimes I'll go to clap back to someone and there's already five of you on it saying, look, these are just, you know, three young girls trying to trying to help you out. And, you know, yeah, they post Harry Styles sometimes or that because we really want to see it and we've told them that. So, yeah, we love seeing you guys in the comments also. Um, one thing that I love is when you guys message us um, after you've listened to our podcast, which is called The Shit Show, you always say um, that it's like listening to your friends, like just sitting around talking to your friends. And that makes me feel really good because we literally are, like if you met us, we would just be like all your friends. We'd have the same conversations like me and you are doing now. <laughs> um, so yeah, just we love hearing your feedback on the podcast. and then if you have the means to which you completely do not have to we have a little shout us a coffee button that you can find on our website and that's a way that you can tangibly you know make sure that we can in a little way financially continue to you know bring you guys podcasts and news and update our software or our you know new york times subscriptions when we actually need to keep funding finding the news or whatever it is so that really helps too but honestly just outweighing the trolls in my dms by sending nice messages that is all we need from you guys and keep reading the news and our pieces i think people really underestimate the power of just like one comment or one message to people like when you see something good just let people know or even just tag the account when you share something from them saying mm. like this is really great i think it's mm-hmm. really underestimated especially for creators online i think it's it's harder for you to say the if you can help us financially that's great but in order for you guys to keep going this is your full-time job now and we spoke a little bit about this and how mm-hmm. much time it takes for you to do this and what i want to to see is that because people enjoy this so much and you want to bring this to people for free you want this news to be free mm-hmm. a lot of news subscriptions as you mentioned you you have to pay for it's mm-hmm. how can if we can support people like financially do you have any ideas on on that on how we can we can help i mean that donation side of things if, well if you work for a company or someone that you think aligns really well with shit you should care about and is actually doing things that we should give a shit about then get in touch with us because we're currently, you know, getting sponsors on board for our podcast and podcast advertising. A lot of Kiwis don't know, Kiwi businesses don't know the power that's in that. And even Aussie businesses probably aren't aware. America's quite across it as they often are with trends like this. But yeah, if you are working in a company that you think gives a shit about good stuff and should work with us, let us know because we are trying to figure out some unorthodox and really meaningful ways to partner with companies that isn't influencing in any way shape or form that's not what we're about but some meaningful partnerships that's what we are doing at the moment or looking into so yeah if you're listening and you think you can help get in touch I'm really easy to work with (laughs) (laughs) I'll attest to that as well I just make time for everyone. (laughs) It's just like so important for us to support 
really good work. Yeah. And, and I think it unless is. you're in the industry or unless you're doing it yourself, you don't understand the importance of of support. Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll get there. We just we hustle and then things like this, podcasts like this, I learn a lot from people like you. And then also you said before you don't know how I've made the time for it. But this is like a mental health choice for me. Like I get to just sit here and chat and I love chatting and meeting cool people like you. So this is another way I look after my mental health. Like as if I'm going to be on my phone reading the news while I'm doing this, like (laughs) this is a break for me. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So we're, we're getting towards, towards the end of our chat now, but I want to ask, how do you not get consumed by this all the time? I get really sore eyes if I'm looking at screens for too long. So it really helps me that my body literally tells me when it's time, Luce, get off your screen. I have a family that I love to hang out with, like obviously not all the time, but (laughs) one of my little brothers names Ben and he's just a legend. And so he kind of, I want to hang out with him. So I am forced to get off social media or whatever I don't know I feel like I have a very healthy relationship with my screens I don't like to I don't have to set rules because I kind of just know when I've had enough or when my brain's hurting or when I need to switch up looking at a screen to going for a walk and listening to a podcast and yeah I think I don't know. I th- I'm, ve- I'm a very self-aware person. So if I know I'm not taking things in or I'm no longer enjoying what I'm doing, whether that's what I'm reading, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, I'll stop. I won't put myself through that any longer and I'll just kind of take mental health breaks. Yeah. I think it's hard because it's not really advice. I just, I know myself. So if you get, if you take time to know yourself and know what your limits are, then it's much easier to make sure you have a healthy relationship with any type of work like it doesn't have to be on your phone it doesn't have to be on social media I mean I'm just lucky that I don't have a traditional nine to five where I have to sit and look at a spreadsheet kind of all day so I yeah I understand that taking mental health breaks is a massive privilege for me but I think in whatever you're doing really try to figure out you know what hours you work best how you work best and when you need breaks that's amazing I'm so in awe of that you know when when you've had too much (laughs) screen time and and I'm so glad you mentioned about the nine to five you've never had that nine to five workplace is that right or when you were at that Mm. agency you were in that nine to five structure yeah I've never had a traditional nine to five I worked in Colombia for a while when I finished uni and like even if that was the hours nine to five I was in a South American country where I hardly spoke Spanish so it was not (laughs) traditional in any way shape or form so I think because I've never had it it's easy for me to figure myself out I've never Mm. I have not been socialized into hours that I have to work like this morning I'm a real morning person so I woke up and I had a piece that I wanted to write so 6am till 9am when Ruby came around I was just drinking coffee and writing and (laughs) that's when I functioned best I couldn't do that if I had an office because 
you know, it wouldn't be open and people would be like, who is this weird bitch coming in at 6 a.m. wanting to work? So, yeah, and then I'm leaving like, at nine, lucky. you know? Yeah, leaving <laughs> yeah. at nine, be like, I'm done yeah. for the day, guys. Yeah, and no, yeah. I, I really, I really want to make a real point of this because the, the thing that I've found about um, millennials in particular is that it's as the internet kind of disrupted our lives growing up and as we kind of have had this pathway paved for us of what life should be a lot of the Mm -hmm. things that we are doing is unlearning so I think it's important for people to hear stories like this and for me trying to understand that you're working these few hours but in those few hours you are doing the amount of work that we are expected to do throughout a whole day is so much more logical because while I was in South America, I was working and I was traveling and I've never been more productive in my life. And mm-hmm. I've been working the least amount and I was producing the most amount of work, right? Because I yeah. had, I had a reason to work within those hours and to figure out the times where I would be really productive. If, if we didn't yeah. feel like we had to fit into these molds, if we were able to, to take these unconventional routes more to believe that they you can actually do a lot more with them hopefully while people have been forced to work at home they Mm. can kind of figure out these new routines that actually work better for them like Mm -hmm. yeah for me it works better to wake up at six do the news and write until nine and then ruby will come over and you know emails can be casual emails and business chat can be from nine until 12 or whatever but it's like working out what works best for you at what times and Mm -hmm prioritizing probably being self-aware over fitting in with a traditional work day is I think super beneficial. Is there anything that you really want to get out there about about the work you do or something that you really want people to know? I just want people to know or the people that follow us anyway that I am really proud like I'm proud of everyone that comes to follow us because it means they want to give a shit and I always knew that I gave a shit about stuff but it's actually like everyone wants to give a shit and um yeah so if you follow us if you read any of our stuff I'm really proud of you and also to anyone protesting right now I'm really proud of you because that is questioning authority and rightly so that's all I have to say to anyone that follows. Don't want to plug anything. Want to show how proud I am. Now we're going to get to the three questions that I ask all of my guests and then we can jump into the challenge that okay. you're going to set for everyone. So the first mm-hmm. question that I have for you is what is the first small step you took to get to where you are now? Quitting the job that was putting parameters on what I wanted to say. And I would recommend that to anyone. I know that's a really kind of privileged thing to say, but if you are in the position where you can look for a new job and quit one that you feel like is silencing you a little bit, then do it. The next question is, what is your biggest millennial crisis right now? And I define a millennial crisis as a privileged problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health. Probably that I was meant to move to London but then lockdown happened so now I'm at my family home which is lovely with my family who's lovely and Ruby's here who's also lovely so it's a massive millennial crisis first world problem 
and secretly I'm not that sad about it anymore because New Zealand is where I want to be right now. Out of everywhere, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What is one thing that you still want to explore or are curious about? Oh, okay. My latest obsession that I want to explore is the CIA and like all their weird like undercover missions that we don't know about like have you seen the movie Argo no I need to see it now currently they just yeah you you do and you need to listen to the podcast winds of change because it's about how the CIA allegedly wrote a song by a rock band that got really famous um that was all about peace at the end of the cold war basically the CIA is involved in a lot of pop culture things that we don't know about and they're really interesting and that is such a nerdy thing to say but that's what I want to know I love it no I love it that is my favorite question I ask people because it's it's so interesting to hear like what people are curious about and and this is amazing and now you've just given me a new podcast to listen to as well it's so good oh my god yeah you go down so many rabbit holes so my challenge for you listener is to Every day next week, read the news wherever you get time, whether it's in the morning or on your lunch break or before you go to sleep. But every day I want you to go to a different news website so you can start to see the range of voices out there. So one day it could be BBC, the next it could be Al Jazeera, the next it could be Vox. I have a whole list of them in um, one of the articles I wrote called how and where to read the news when you find it hard to read the news. So if you need any inspo, you can go there. I'm definitely going to share that article. If you do decide to do that challenge, please um, contact the the girls and let them know how you found it or what you discovered. Um, post it on your Instagram stories and tag shit you should care about. And you can tag the Millennial Crisis podcast as well. But um, I love that challenge and I'm excited to do it myself because I do all the challenges too. So it'll be really interesting for me to see how that happens. Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much for for being on the podcast and taking the time to chat with me. I know I learned a lot from this and um, I'm going to start adapting already some of the things that you've mentioned. So thank you on, on my behalf and also on the behalf of the listeners for taking the time here and doing the amazing work that you do. Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun. I feel like I have learned a lot about myself having to answer these questions like, wow. So thank you. And thank you for shedding light on small businesses and how we need support. It is nice to know that people back us even when you see that we're getting trolled, which of course you do because she should care about is fantastic. And that's another episode done. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you learned as much as I did from Luce. She was a pretty incredible guest and just such a cool chick. Be sure to do this week's challenge. I know I'm super excited to do it and I'm going to be doing it in real time on my Instagram stories this week. So at Demi Kotsouris. And if you're not ready to do it this week, that's okay because I do them a lot later on the Millennial Crisis Instagram. So I think that promo is all on season one. 
So if you haven't listened to season one, go back and have a listen and you can do the challenges with me there. Besides that, I hope you all have an amazing week. And if you did really enjoy this episode, please be sure to share it with someone or share it on your stories or more importantly, subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It just really helps me to get awesome guests on the podcast. The more reviews I have, the better guests I can get on. So thanks so much and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.